0: Hello and welcome to Red Shirts, my name's Jake Donaldson, uh, and I'm joined as ever by my trusty co-hosts Maddie Esperanto Incubus Churchhouse and Nathan EastEnders Omnibus Thomas. <laughs> Without further ado, let's engage. There we go <laughs> that was that that was that one you don't seem happy about that um i i, I struggled Maddie. i struggled to try and write one this week uh, after the sheer madness of the last episode um
1: <laughs> i'm just wondering like i think mine for once i think mine's actually worse like, at least Nathan's Nathan's got, like, iconic episodes, like, you know, Nathan's got people getting hit by cars in the Christmas special, someone's, <laughs> like, aborted baby, he's got Phil Mitchell, he's got people yelling, get out my pub! <laughs> um, he's got that bit where that woman's like, I didn't just become a little bit of a slag, I became a total slag!
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where is yeah, but Maddie you've well, got, and, and, and I...
2: I bring bring joy to 5 million viewers per
0: episode.
1: (laughs) Incubus has brought joy to mm, no one, ever. Uh, Before we get on to
0: this week's episode, I I should just apologise to listeners for the quality of last week's. Obviously there was an issue with the audio and I don't know what the the weird Frankenstein version of the Christmas special that you got. Uh, Sorry, the... Halloween special. <laughs> I don't know what our Christmas special is going to be. We'll have to see if any former
2: Star Trek actors have ever been in a Christmas movie. Yeah, audiences, um, if you can think
0: oh, of any Christmas movies with former Star Trek actors in them, the worse the better. Then please do get in touch; that would be great. But I legitimately 100% think one hundred
1: percent going to be like a Christmas rom com out there somewhere, starring like John Cho or Chris Pine and I. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. Well, I was legitimately thinking after Incubus, that a good podcast would be a podcast where you watch uh, actors in roles they're not famous for. Yeah, So, like, you watch all of their work before they became famous. So we watched, like, P. Stew's appearance as a fireman in Coronation Street. (laughs) 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 And, like, but, but, like, all of those kind, all of that kind of shit where it's, like, they're, like, if they became... Like, David Tennant in Casanova. <laughs> oh, that, yeah.
1: that is but fucking David, excellent. Casanova's oh, is great, so good in Casanova. Yeah, not all
2: of them would have to be shit as well. Like, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: this might become a side... Like, I am, I am half considering making this side project I'd just watch.
0: I'd be happy to come on and do an episode of or two of those with you, Nathan. That would be great. Um, But before we get too carried away with other episodes of other podcasts, uh, let's introduce the listener to the batshit crazy episode of Star Trek we're looking at this week. Eventually, eventually, listeners, we've come round. It's taken us 26 episodes, but we've managed to get to the episode where Beverly Crusher fucks a ghost.
1: Fuck a ghost. Shag a ghost. Shag your grandma. He's a ghost. (laughs)
0: Yes. We are, of course, talking about the episode Subrouser from Season 7, I think it's Episode 14 of Season 7 of The Next Generation. <laughs> they
1: Nathan... They are really running out of ideas by Series 7, oh, I've got thing. so many things to <laughs> say about
0: this. Nathan, before right. we get into it, let's have a, a patented section where Nathan Thomas describes okay. the plot of sub so It's quite
2: long because this may as well be called jug Cut the Episode as well. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, there are a lot of, like, cuts where a lot of things have happened between an edit, <laughs> um, Right, but uh, we open with Beverly Crusher saying a eulogy for her grandmother at a funeral. Uh, Some of the Enterprise crew are there, and an alien priest says the ashes-to-ashes bit. Uh, The camera pans around to a strange-looking man who has a bit of a Byron feel to him just before the opening credits. And he puts a flower on Grandma's grave. Then we open with Troy talking to Beverly. and The two w- women discuss the man from the last shot as though being at a funeral unexpectedly, putting a flower on a grave, and looking at the person who did the eulogy are actions which are strange at a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the alien priest is speaking to Captain Picard, and the two agree to uh, en- uh, that an engineer should look at their old system, because... He's not a priest, he's the governor of this colony, which is for some reason themed around Scotland. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a space butlands with Scotland as its theme.
1: I mean, yeah, is it themed around Scotland? Is it is it really, though? Is it themed <coughs> around what an American in the 1980s who once went on a bus tour to Glencoe? <laughs> as <laughs> I said, it's, it's the theme
0: park Scotland. It's <laughs> um, uh, probably- Scotland in the same way that Edinburgh is Scotland. Ah, oh, come on! Don't, don't,
2: don't have a fight in the middle of my bit. <laughs> this is the one bit of the podcast where you two don't interrupt me, and you're breaking that secret bond. Sorry,
1: sorry,
0: sorry, Nathan. Continue, please. <laughs>
2: uh, anyway, uh, Troy and Beverly talk about genetic inheritance and how Beverly doesn't have the green eyes that everyone else has. Then Beverly goes all Scottish for a bit, and Troy advises back. Beverly take family heirlooms back to the Enterprise, and at this point, every savvy viewer knows that that's a bad idea. Troy leaves, and Beverly has some alone time in her grandmother's room. She immediately invades the privacy of a dead woman by reading her private diaries. <laughs> uh, as she goes upstairs... As she goes to go upstairs, an angry Scottish man comes in and blows out the candle. Beverly is not happy about this home invasion and talks about the candle being cursed, and a small argument slash fight ensures, because Beverly doesn't believe about curses or hauntings or something... Uh, he is sexist, as he talks about the Howard woman, so quite rightly gets a door in his face. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Data and Jordi are analysing and note that the Federation uh, are causing climate change because their weather control is broken. <laughs> uh, Beverly tells Picard that her grandmother had a 30-year-old lover, which Picard seems to be unduly interested yeah. in. Um, Beverly reckons that uh, this is the man she saw at the funeral. Beverly continues to read in bed and slowly falls asleep. Meanwhile, the candle flickers a few times of its own accord. The blanket and clothing on Beverly likewise moves. Suddenly a voice calls out and Dr. Crusher wakes up. In the next shot, Beverly is telling Troy about her sex dreams. Uh, (laughs) We are at the 15-minute mark and I'm having a hard time telling which bit of this episode is making me most uncomfortable. Uh, (laughs) Troy really wants to get on with work as Beverly continues to hope about for sex streams, and the message so far seems to be that she needs to get laid. Um, uh, for some reason, Beverly goes to the grave in the next shot and meets with the same man uh, as before, Ned, who refuses to set foot in the house and claims it is haunted. Uh, Ned claims the candle should not be lit, and that a ghost is causing their storm. On the bridge of an enterprise, they are reading a large green storm front, uh, and the Enterprise begins to try correct the problem. Meanwhile on the planet, Beverly takes shelter and finds a load of the same flowers as the weird man put on the house. She calls out, but does not in any way alert anyone, freak out, or uh, act rationally to uh, what is presumably someone breaking into her house and leading all the f- of her grandmother's favourite flowers all over the place. The voice calls out, and as uh, she try- eventually tries to call the Enterprise... Uh, the ghost claims to love Beverly, who seems to be under some kind of mind control, uh, because she's not acting like Beverly Crusher does in any other episode, <laughs> and uh, she recognises the voice as Ronin, her grandmother's lover. He claims to be from 1647. I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> uh, the next scene, Troy comes in and finds Beverly all flush with the joys of spring and refuses to come to the mock class. Uh, Troy finds out Beverly met Ronin and seems understandably worried about her claiming to fuck her grandmother's lover. (laughs) Uh, Troy claims to be very happy for her, but warns her as a counsellor that this is a dumb fuck idea. Picard and the governor walk on the bridge and find that fog is all over it. Apparently due to a feedback, meanwhile the environmental control is going wild and Data can't terminate the connection. Data notes that there is a system-wide power failure at the weather station and Ned is dismantling the thing. Ned gets electrocuted and dies. Uh, (laughs) Jordi warns it will take at least a day to get online. Dr. Crusher is analysing Ned and finds that it wasn't Plasma that killed him, it was some other effect. Apparently it's the same thing that caused storms. Dr. Crusher delegates for once, uh, and everyone is currently shocked. Uh, Beverly Crusher appears and seeks out Ronin and immediately knows that Roman killed the fuck out of Ned. Um... Ronin appears in physical form and claims he needs Beverly to light the candle. Ronin can travel to the, to the ship with Beverly, apparently, the two snog. <laughs> Beverly locks herself in the room and lights the candle while being very ang- anxious and pasty. She clearly wants to get some right now, uh, which is good because Ronin immediately begins to give creepy, rapey vibes. He grabs her from behind and begins to be all weird about sexy times. He turns into a cloud and fucks her. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love and the idea the that next... someone's listening to this and they've zoned out a little bit because they're like, well, uh, you know, it's just one voice talking for a little bit and then they just go, hang on, wait, did he say turned into a cloud and fucked her? <laughs> <laughs> Continue, Nathan.
2: Yeah. So, after he turns into a cloud and fucks her, um... <laughs> lost their uh, the next shot we see Picard is furious with Beverly uh for apparently resigning between this shot and the next <laughs> and uh Beverly wants to go live in the con uh colony. And at this point the episode made me wonder where Wesley is and what's happening to him. <laughs> <laughs> Troy and Picard begin I even to discuss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, like his grandmother dies and then his mother resigns the commission and he's just like, eh, I'm wherever. Uh Wesley. Uh, Troy and Picard begin to discuss uh, Ronin and Troy admits that she is a shit counselor because she's used to, uh, uh, Beverly was lying and has not raised any kind of alarm. <laughs> uh, data enters the ready room and says that he's detected the energy signature coming from the cemetery. Picard orders him to go down and decides he wants to meet with Ronin. We see the Forge and data scanning around the graveyard for a bit. Meanwhile, Beverly and Ronin are having some creepy romance time. Ronin wants to join uh, with Beverly. Uh, Picard arrives and thank fuck Because he un- interrupts the good old space lover um, <laughs> <laughs> Picard notes that Beverly has changed The colour of her eyes And she implies he is jealous of Ronan Picard notes something is wrong And Ronan appears before long and asks Picard to leave Picard begins to ask some probing questions And Ronan tries to deflect them Data and La Forge have located the source of the energy It is apparently in the co- coffin And they want to exhume the body Ronin is cross as fuck, and Picard continues to ask a fuck ton of questions, so Ronin electrocutes him. <laughs> Beverly resumes being a doctor and tries to uh, help Picard. Data and LaForge assume the, the body bloody fast, and the, the grandmother's corpse wakes up, and um, electrocutes both of them. Beverly starts to get annoyed, Ronin gets annoyed, uh, Beverly seems to have shook off the mind con- control, and boy is she pissed. Apparently, the ghost is an alien who needs a biological host to survive, and decided Beverly's family is the target. Ronin decides to persuade a doctor by trying to kill someone. It seems to work, and then Beverly fires a phaser at the candle, and orders the conduits to be shut. Ronin decides to try to possess Beverly as a survival mechanism, but she is holding a gun, <laughs> so she shoots him. Twice, he dies. <laughs> uh, Beverly gives us some Bible explanation to what we've just watched. It makes minimal sense. We are also told that whatever else he may have done, Ronan made Grandma very happy, and that makes me extremely angry, because it's not like she had a fucking choice! <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, Beverly, you're just saying, oh, well, he might have been a rapist, but Grandma was broadly happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck's sake, like, you saw, you were he made you resign You clearly don't agree with that decision Because you haven't stuck with it The last shot is you on the Enterprise But you're like, I oh, he might have ruined my grandma's life And made her live out a fantasy that she didn't want But uh, yeah, she was happy,
0: whatever <laughs> Yeah, it's like saying Oh, this pizza is beautiful It's made with such beautiful ingredients Yeah, it's got a massive shit on it But it's still a really tasty pizza
1: This is not the analogy I would use at all <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, I'm really hungry <laughs> And I need a shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Uh, 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 is, is that th- the end of the episode? Is that is that,
0: is that you finished? Yeah, that's it. No, yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, it. that's, that's, that's where a, the yeah, because that's how it ends Sh- ba- badly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> On that bombshell. Oh, oh my, my god, god! This
0: episode. It's this so-
1: episode is like a fucked up cross between Outlander, Ghost. <laughs> And that episode of Doctor Who, the Unquiet Dead, when all the Victorian corpses come back to life, yeah, the Unquiet. Except all three of those things are good. Yeah, and then the Unquiet is dead, so dead is the shit. good
2: version of this episode. Like the Unquiet Dead is what this episode wants to <laughs> be. <laughs> my,
0: my favorite yeah. part of Nathan's describing the plot segment this week was the bit where, like in any other any other episode of anything, the the the. The sentence and then the grandma comes back to life and electrocutes them was be the- <laughs> <laughs> That would be an absolutely ridiculous point to make. But we just brushed over cause by that point we'd already had we'd a already woman had getting raped by box- a cloud.
1: Fucked <laughs> <Boxed laughs> by a ghost who's also a cloud. It's like it's like the next Chuck Tingle novel, slammed in the butt by my grandmother's boyfriend, who is also a Scottish cloud. <laughs>
2: Let's talk about the Scotland though, because Um. like the Scotland reigns from his vague. I met a Howard Uh, (laughs) lads. and then Ned Quinn's like,
0: I will die for freedom! Also, Ned <laughs> Quinn, right? Who is the most pointless character ever in this episode? He doesn't. He literally serves no purpose at all, apart to from exposition. Them. To
1: warn them that something's bad is about to happen. He's like the classic old Scottish man from every like Scottish spooky story. That's like, you're gonna do that, laugh! You're gonna die. He's out to kill us all. oh! It, oh. But he just reminds
0: he just, <laughs> He just kept reminding running me. off into
1: the hills, like high in the misty highlands.
0: <laughs> it just reminded me of uh, groundskeeper Willie in that episode of yes! The Simpsons, oh the, the Halloween one where they do the Shining, Ground- like where it's like made up and pretended to be the Shining. It was just that, <laughs> that was that his entire character, and then he mm, gets God. killed for no reason. <laughs> like they didn't need to kill him off; they just were like, Whoa, "There's not enough well, death they had in to this kill episode." Someone
1: off. <laughs> They had to kill someone off, didn't they, to make Ronan actually seem like a threat. Okay, this is the bit I don't understand, right? Beverly's like, ooh, I saw a very handsome man in his 30s. I'm like, first of all, he's like minimum 45. (laughs) (laughs) Second of all, not even remotely attractive. Like, nothing, (laughs) nothing about this Ronan bloke is in any way, shape or form sexy. No.
0: No, no. But apparently, he is like a famous actor, or was what? at the time. He is was, he what? He was like a famous uh, Canadian actor on who who like played he played Zorro in like some nineties uh, version of Zorro, and like he, he was huh? <laughs> he was in loads of huh? things. Apparently, um, well, he... he's not
1: as fit as Antonio Banderas, is he? So, like, why did he bother? <laughs>
0: um, I love the fact that there's, there's this scene in the because so, so much of this episode, the scenes are like just rubbish, like badly directed, sort of badly shot and badly scripted, like scenes from like a, a like a film student's like <laughs> dissertation or something. Um, even though this episode was directed by Jonathan Frakes, right? It,
1: uh,
0: like he, Jonathan, <laughs> he directed loads Jonathan. of Star Trek by this point. Um, but it, like, there's there's the scene when uh, when Gates McFadden says to uh, Patrick Stewart, like, oh, he I've my aunt, my grandma who was in who was over a hundred had a thirty year old uh, boyfriend or lover or whatever, and then she goes into her little room, and then P. Stew looks at the camera and goes, thirties, like. Who's he saying that to? There's no need for that. <laughs>
1: like Jim in the office. Yeah, exactly. It's like something out of
0: the office. Mm. It's, it's such a stupid oh my God. bit. Oh, There's so much
2: like weird acting in this. Like it's like they've really Spider-Man started to
0: phone it in, in, in by season seven. Like the the actors have just gone.
1: Oh yeah, God. yeah. Honestly, can we talk about how like how little troy and beverly seem to give a fuck about each other <laughs> even the though worst. their friendship is apparently it's like the main kind of relationship throughout this episode it's like beverly talking to troy and troy being like mm, this new boyfriend of yours seems a little hinky except that they both sound so bad yeah. troy's like oh are you coming to the yoga class oh no oh well fuck it oh uh, <laughs> his uh, like... boyfriend well mm, uh. they just i'm like oh my god can you like, have some fucking enthusiasm. Yeah, like, it's, Jesus Christ. Yeah, like, it's
2: the like, rest of this, a lot of this season, like, it has some bad episodes in it, but I don't think generally the acting's as bad as it is in this episode. Like, the one after this is Lower Decks, which is one of my favourite episodes. Admittedly, it largely focuses on different cast members mm. who, uh, because it, it's the whole idea of Lower Decks, the TNG episode, is very much the same as Lower Decks, the animated series, is that you look at the junior officers. Yeah. But all of the senior staff are still present in that because um, a lot of the episode focuses on how the senior staff are viewed by the officers and how they view them, and you see, like, the senior staff discussing people and, stuff. and I really like that episode because I think it's very well acted, like Will Riker's relationship with his, like, counterpart officer in the in the junior crew Is a big focus of that episode, and I think um, uh, Jonathan Frakes does a really good job of um, playing off what is essentially a character written to be the younger, less mature version of his current character, and how I I always get the sense that Jonathan Frakes is channeling what would happen if Will Riker meets his younger self? And what would he feel? Well, he probably wouldn't like him very much. Like, there's a lot of like that, and it would take other people to point out that this person is only acting how he did when he was that age, which is what happens for him to, like, chill out. And so, like, I don't think it's this episode. I'm I'm just talking about an episode. I like more. (laughs) (laughs) Go shagging, go shagging, go shagging. Yeah, yeah. Go shagging, but, like, no one seems to, like, Peach Dew as ever has the best acting moment because him him and Beverly, I always love Picard Beverly yeah. interactions because there's that tension because of every you know, they've they've had a bit of a romantic history, but ultimately, like, Jack Crusher died serving under Picard, now Beverly's serving under Picard. Like there's there's so much like person- there is a lot of personality and friendship in those interactions and I entirely buy when Picard walks into the uh, transport room and goes, Beverly, what the hell is this? <laughs> I'm resigning my commission. You can't just resign. And then when she goes, well, I have done. So unless you plan on kidnapping me. Um, like it's a, it's a very convincing exchange because those two actors know how to like play off each other quite well. Yeah. Picard's anger and worry is entirely correct. And Beverly's like, what are you going to do? is entirely in keeping with how she would respond when being at odds with Picard. Like, there's another episode where she goes, look, if you don't start behaving normally, Picard, I'm going to give you an order, because I'm the only person who could medically order you to not do this.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Brilliant.
0: But, like, that yeah, that scene is the best scene in terms of yeah. the acting in, in the episode, but like,
1: there's so no reason
0: why the scenes between Troy and uh, Crusher couldn't be more interesting or like or i think the, the issue is both the the acting and the writing i think the, i yeah. don't know who wrote this but the writing i mean this episode is an argument against the Bechdel test like it the, the <laughs> Hashtag scenes
1: jake donaldson is a bad feminist <laughs> oh
2: yeah look what look
1: what's weird honestly <laughs> <But laughs> like, that... the
0: scenes between the two of them when they're just talking about Her sex life or whatever and like it's just so boring it's
1: nothing to do with two women talking to each other okay unlike jake i'm not a misogynist (laughs) and it's everything to do with the fact that clearly the writers who did this were like oh we want to make it sexy yeah oh oh shit but it's like 1987 or some bullshit so we're not allowed to actually you know have fun sexy stuff so beverly's got to be like oh he put his hands on my shoulder he knew just how to touch me it was the most sensual <laughs> dream I've ever had and I'm like how weak are your sex dreams that a man put his <laughs> hand on your shoulder in what you just like came there and then like oh my god See, it's,
2: like this, this is, is like this, this is, is why
1: so boring I'm like
2: it's sex writing like this that uh, ends up with like DS9 where they're like like, you feel like um, TNG sex scenes. Ooh, erotic. Uh, uh, DS9 uh, sex scenes. Yo, we're going to fuck. We fuck, right? <laughs> <laughs> we like smash up. Like, Julian Bashir has to treat broken ribs because of uh, Jadzia and Worf having sex. That's
1: like, amazing. That and makes they me very are happy.
2: very explicit about why and how that happened. <laughs> uh,
0: Whereas, in this case, if. if Beverly Crusher needed any kind of uh, medical treatment after having sex with Ronin, it was probably like, you know, an inhaler. Because <laughs> she might have accidentally inhaled some of Ronin's fucking oh, weird gas. Throat. Like,
1: His gas jizz.
0: It's for gas like, jizz. Yeah, it's, that's the thing. Does he come gas jizz? <laughs>
1: I just Can you I imagine like that? <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> ejaculating and then it just comes out like gas, like dry firing a paintball gun. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah so honestly so strange and and i i do want to talk about i mean we've got to talk about all of the sex scenes right when beverly's like rolling around in this faux scottish cottage like having orgasms but she's like she's like semi <laughs> uh, trying to trying to do an impression <laughs> it right now <laughs> I'm quite she's t- trying to buy into it but she's Someone somewhere has given her the direction to be like, okay, make this sexy, but not, like, too sexy. Like, <laughs> you're not allowed to make actual sex noises. So she's kind of writhing and being like, oh, what's uh, happening to me? But she's not allowed to, like, full-on go and start, like, you know... Yeah. You know, like, actually yeah. acting like she's coming. So instead, it just looks... We just have to watch it for minutes on end for like 30 seconds. You see her like rolling around on the floor and then there's this is god awful moment where she like lies back in the chair and Ronin the cloud enters her butt or whatever. And then <laughs> and then she's she starts being like Ugh. for like five seconds you're like oh god kill me now and then picard opens the door and it's just stood there looking can you imagine being picard in that moment you open the door and you see beverly like very clearly having an orgasm but but not from anything that's immediately visible like was it like immediately your your assumption has to be that she's got one of them like mini vibrator things like stuck up herself It, it it's so strange and then and then he's like oh hello beverly and she's like oh 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 and just like rearranges her nightdress so i'm like you're fully clothed the cloud just like went through the nightdress beverly like you've already embarrassed yourself like putting your cardi back on isn't gonna change <laughs> the fact that picard just saw you come from an interaction with some diffused ga- gas gaseous particles <laughs>
0: Do you know what that scene reminded me of? The scene when uh, Picard walks in on uh, her and the ghost getting it on. Um, mm-hmm. It reminded me of that advert for M&Ms where the man walks in and <gasps> finds his wife in bed oh, with the red M&M. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you were going to eat him without me, weren't you? Uh, that's exactly <laughs> what that scene is. Um, mm. c- can we talk about how... Um, can we talk about, because I wanted to know whether Nathan noticed this as our resident DS9 superfan um, The guy who plays Ronin is the same guy who plays Shakar in DS9 Yes, it is,
2: yes
0: <laughs> Which is yes. mad, That's my headcanon is that Shakar is the same ghost from this episode <laughs> But
2: Shakar is a good character
0: <laughs> Yeah, because he, he's learned his lesson from this episode, he, he's learned to, to like not be a rapist essentially
1: Um, he's also like much hotter he's got like a really sexy like ear cuff and (coughs) and like a haircut that actually suits him instead of some like oh i guess scottish men in the 1600s probably had mullets around their shoulders yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) speaking of uh, people in this who are also in other things and the guy who plays ned quint right uh he he's the pub keeper in titanic
2: in Titanic,
0: yeah, he's in the the what? famous James Cameron Titanic film, and oh, that's the only thing. I, I, I and then I looked at his because I recognized him from that, and then I looked at his IMDb, and he seems to only play pub keepers, innkeepers, and bartenders, and like everything he's ever been in.
1: Is that because he's so Scottish? That he's, he's not even that.
0: Scottish. He's Irish, he's right? Irish. <laughs> I've learned that. Well, oh, that now. Ex-
1: that explains why his accent was a little bit affected. It was a bit Yeah it was a bit intense, well, it, wasn't it? I
0: mean yeah, but like it's still better than Scotty's.
1: <laughs> oh but we love Scotty, so he gets a free pass.
2: Yeah, that was my other point. Why did they do it in Scotland? Like or fake Scotland? Because like, it's it's like, like the I really knows. Had a Scottish yeah. character.
1: I think because Americans will believe that like a ghost could appear in Scotland, so because yeah. he had that whole legend that he'd like been with the women of the family for however many years, and like he was a ghost, and I'm like, okay, so if you want something that's a bit spooky and mysterious and about family legacy huh. and stuff, then Scotland. Yeah, Do you know what I, I mean? mean. It's a...
2: that brings me strongly onto the next point. <laughs> the colonialism in this episode is very strong <laughs> because they not <gone> just some <laughs> random planet being like don't like what's here don't like whatever culture this place has we're just gonna
0: make it Scotland (laughs) (laughs) well this is Uh, this weird thing that happens in Star Trek where
1: they've like also I love that they've like every every building on this colony the cornerstone has been taken from a building from Edinburgh so I just love that I love the idea that Edinburgh has been fucking bulldozed (laughs) (laughs) like taken apart they're like oh i think that that like... old oh, college is quite nice isn't it yeah knock that down Nyeh! i'll have what? this rock for my <laughs> space colony oh and by the way on the space colony you guys aren't allowed to dress like you know you're actually from 200 2220 scotland you have to dress like you're from <laughs> super grand like specifically <laughs> the 90s telly show where super grand wears a fucking beret and like <laughs> <laughs> and, and and plaid just all the yeah. time you, <laughs> you every everyone is have to be on this colony everyone has to be over the age of 50 they have to wear like a scottish beret <laughs> <laughs> and they have to be, and they and a long woolen skirt that's it like no one's allowed to dress like a normal human well, it's is is just clearly a colony everyone there this is my head canon no one in that colony is actually scottish everyone in that colony is an Colony is an American who wanted to go (laughs) to Scottish Alton
0: Towers
1: (laughs) and was like, oh quick, quick, put on put on a Scottish accent and and put on your woolen cloak and your kilt and then you'll blend in and learn to play the bagpipes and no one will ever suspect. It is. It's
0: it's it's like they're full kit wankers. Like, who got to football matches dressed in the entire football kit. Like, that's what they've done. They've, they've turned up to, like, this place that's supposed to look a bit like Scotland. And they've gone, oh, I'm going to dress like what I think Scottish people dress like. Do you think anyone's ever gone to a Star Trek convention dressed as the clouds of gas, <laughs> roaming <laughs> And has then gone around trying to get off with anyone who's there dressed as Beverly Crusher. What well, do- we
2: definitely know is someone has gone to a Star Trek convention tried to find the ideal nerd girl and get off with them, whether they chose
0: to be the green
2: cloud while they did
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I would like uh, to bring up the fact that... Um, That Ronan reminds me of a sexy Jacobean Ken Barlow.
1: Yes! That's so true!
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's sort of what his whole vibe is. Like, (laughs) like, I don't understand how so many... (laughs) So many generations of the... The Crusher family, <laughs> or whatever. He looks exactly
1: like Ken Barlow.
0: Have you just Googled Ken Barlow? <laughs> yeah, it looks exactly like geek. sort of turn of the century Ken Barlow.
1: <laughs> that <is> so true. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my god, Head Cannon. <laughs> Ronan is literally just Ken yeah. Barlow. Do you
0: want to put that as Head Cannon? Yeah. That, that, that Ronan is actually Ken Barlow from <laughs> Coronation Street. Coronation <laughs>
1: Street. <laughs> <laughs> um... that's so funny you think he's like gone to this colony to escape Coronation Street because it's like the longest running soap in the world or whatever and he's like the longest running character in a soap or whatever like it's on its 570-second yeah. series. They found yeah. a way to like cryogenically freeze his body so that he has to keep on reappearing <laughs> in every episode. And he's like, No, I can't take it anymore. I'm gonna turn myself into gas and latch onto this right. woman.
0: This is right. <laughs> this is a very niche observation, right? But uh Ken Barlow, right, was married to uh Deirdre Barlow, and uh Deirdre Barlow uh she had, had quite a few husbands. And I think, like th- this, uh, this idea is that, like he he got it from her to get then go Aye. and like continually remarry and get off with as many people as possible, and that's yeah. why he started this whole. I'm gonna have sexual relations with every single person in the. Uh... <laughs> to be fair, the plot of this episode of Star Trek is quite soap opery. It is. It's, it's it like is. it's you know it's like.
1: Romance betrayal, but yeah, but it's it's also
0: it's like the the guy who was having sex with the grandma then starts having sex with the with the granddaughter and like that's very like yeah there's so much wrong with this episode did feel like it could end with a dun dun dun
1: dun 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 yeah absolutely
2: no it would have been it would be she'd climb out of the grave and. And Chris goes,
1: You're not grandma?
2: <laughs> dun, dun,
1: dun, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amazing. That oh would my be
2: God. great. I would love that. Yeah. I can't um, yeah,
1: that is a bit weird as well, that like the ghost possesses her grandma. I'm like, so did she have sex, technically have sex with her grandma? Yeah. Because Ronin had like spiritually joined with her grandma. So this is just she comes from four no six centuries of incest down the maternal line, right? through all of these women having sex with the ghost that already had sex <laughs> with their mock. God, it's so messed up. It's like I feel like they 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 totally struck the wrong balance with this episode for me because it's like they wanted to have like Nathan just said, this soap opery episode that's kind of like got the romance and the atmosphere. And it's like, we just want to set something in Scotland and make it all like, ooh, Scot, you know, Scotland, you know, very <laughs> kind of like outlandery, like very sort of OTT Scottish vibes yeah. on the one hand. But then on the other hand, they have this story that like. Actually, could be really quite creepy and scary, and and like a really chilling sort of sci-fi concept about this, like symbiotic being that like tr- entraps its hosts into entering this like non-consensual sexual relationship. Like, you could actually write some really good sci-fi yeah. about that. But they were but just like, nah, too- fuck it. We want some like loser Scottish man. Yeah, instead they probably let's it have so
0: Sci-Fi Mills cool. and Boone instead.
1: Yeah, yeah it's Sci-Fi cool. Mills and Boone. <laughs> <laughs>
2: to make it more like what you've just described, Mandy, they need to slow the pace down. Because I wasn't lying when I said, like, this has so many cuts. And often, cuts that achieve nothing. But, like, a scene I really like is after she's taken the candle back, before Jennick appears go and goes all rapey, she's really, like, anxious and nervous and, like, the acting there is quite good. Mm. As she, like, sits on the bed, gets up from the bed. Yeah. And, like... She's doing stuff with her hands. She's doing loads of really good acting. And like <clears throat> if that had been a bit longer.
1: You can see in that scene that the the that his relationship with her is, is almost like a drug and he's actually he's fucking up with he's fucking her mind and, and, and her and her body in that scene. Cause you can see she's like having like massive withdrawal from him not being there. And that actually could have been creepy. And yeah. they could have built on that. Instead they just have her rolling around in the cottage. On, yeah. on like a bed of flowers, being like, oh, what's happening to me? oh, yeah, oh, like, oh Jean-Luc. Oh
0: <laughs> it's like you say, like, it could have been it could they could have made a really interesting point about coercive relationships and uh yeah. and, and coercive control and
1: symbiotic uh, life forms and like could this be consensual or okay? Like, oh, let's have, you know, like commentary on, you know, this new weird way of being what if future relationships are like this and we encounter alien life forms can they hitch a ride in your body is that okay and all of this and nope yeah
0: but but instead you get like uh gcse drama production
1: <laughs> that is so insulting to my gcse drama <laughs> can we, can, have you, either of you
0: got any idea why the episode is called sub rouser because I can't work no, that, out I word that out at all.
2: That was one of Rose, my notes. Why, why? It's got roses. Why is it, it
1: called? It? I assumed it was yeah, just a, no... like a poor, a bad Latin translation of the roses like on her grandmother's grave.
0: But they're not roses. They're um, oh, uh, camellias. They're, they because oh, they specifically shit. say camellias. Uh, yeah. Because um, I thought that was going to be a thing. Because there's the the famous uh, opera. Madame camellia and that's sort of like a, a thing about co- about consent and female empowerment and stuff like that and i thought that was going to be an interesting point that they were going to make um but then now they just went no no it just it's just a nice flower we'll have that in there i don't think it was any relevance to anything at all i um, found
1: out why it's because uh, sub rosa is a phrase that also refers to things being secret or under the rose so paintings of roses on the ceilings of Roman banquet rooms, were a reminder that things said under the influence of wine should also sub vino should also remain sub rosa, um, and that's oh, why okay. you often. Oh, this is really cool. Hang on, in the Middle Ages, a rose suspended from the ceiling of a council chamber pledged all present, those under the rose, to secrecy. Cool. Oh, that's really the phrase interesting. sub rosa has a special place in confession. They're often carved onto confessionals, indicating that conversations would remain secret. Nice.
0: Oh, see, that's interesting, uh, and and I like that. That's because that that tells you, I think, that when they were writing this, they wanted it to be a much more deeper and interesting sort
1: of <laughs> than what thing. they got.
0: Yeah, they wanted it to to have some sort of interesting point that it was going to make about the idea of of secrets and lies and uh, and truth and and all that kind of thing. And then it turns into just a badly made <coughs> ghost story that, you know, a a teenager might tell their mates on a Friday night if they're getting drunk on white lightning in a park and they think that they want to try and do, like, a spooky ghost story or something. Like, it it is... (laughs) It's not even spooky. It's not spooky at all. It's not. This is the thing. It's not... This is the only episode that I can think of about... Of Star Trek that tries to be spooky and is about ghosts and we didn't do it as our halloween special and instead we did something that wasn't even an episode <laughs> of star trek as our halloween but
1: special this is this is even less spooky and halloweeny than incubus the movie was like there yeah, was yeah, one yeah, yeah, yeah. moment where beverly crusher enters the house after dark and she and the mirror shakes and there's like a yawn there's like a, a wind in the door that could have also, been halfway the, creepy, and that's it. The,
2: yeah, the flowers is quite a genuinely mm. like creepy in uh
1: yeah yeah, like, yeah.
2: Who the books had asked? Who's doing this kind of way? Not like a, obviously it's not scary to just oh flowers, um, <laughs> but like that many all around is quite weird. Yeah, and... like
0: they, they could make it. They they could if if it was on maybe a longer film or or like even a play or something that wasn't Star Trek it it could be quite a good storyline. Like you could turn it into something really interesting and original. Um, but because they've had to keep it within the, the confines of a mid-season filler episode of Star Trek, it's like they can't put anything else in it to to bulk it out, to make it interesting or to explore any of the interesting things you could explore with it. I, I
1: disagree. I think they've just oh, really? used their time really poorly. I think oh, okay. there was plenty of time to actually make it good. But instead they've chosen to have these weird side scenes where like Data and Geordi are like trying to stop some <laughs> hurricane from like infecting some substations So I'm like, Data, no one gives a fuck about the substations. Like <laughs> let, let them be washed away in the hurricane. Because they've got to show the rest of the crew of the Enterprise. When what what you really needed this show to be about was a really convincing love triangle between Picard, Beverly, and Ronin. And that could have been really, really dramatic and good and excellent and you could have had, like, instead of Troy just being, like, really bored and not giving a shit, you could have had Troy, like, getting really antsy and worried and then, like, going to Picard and being like, Picard, I'm so afraid, like, we've got to save Beverly. And then you could have had Ronin, like, actually be sexy so that you believe that people want to let him, you know waft his fumes up there with jj's but none of those things happened so it just wasn't convincing at all
0: yeah i mean like yeah okay yeah no i get your point like i, I think the fact that we haven't even discussed the side plot of this episode at all shows <laughs> yeah. you I mean, what how side little plot? well that this sort of weird thing about that you know there's that weird scene where they they're on the bridge and there's some fog on it and like and that seems to be a major issue like the main issue that, that
1: quite a lot let's see
0: i mean it was quite fun but yeah. like what, what for a start i want to know why the fog is like what why is the fog
1: Loki on the bridge but gold. not anywhere
0: else and like how can you have fog in space
1: that's <laughs> such a good point but also like the whole thing with the mayor just having really inane conversations with Picard where he's basically showing off the colony those yeah. those scenes were Nathan explain what the hell was the point <laughs> of those scenes because they're just so boring when he's just like hey well in my colony ha 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 ha, ha. yes you can it's see that really I'm really in fact a pig alien Maddie,
2: that's what it is sorry I have it's really bad exposition that's what it is <laughs> oh, God. Um, I have a like Another question, though, Okay. about... Because, obviously, the Enterprise stays because they're having trouble, and so they start to, you know, help out because they can delay a little bit, and obviously not on anything super important right now. Yeah. But my question is, does a whole Starship divert every time any <laughs> family member dies? <laughs> that's what this episode would imply. Oh, it just a sufficiently close enough family member dies... The entire starship has to divert to go, like,
0: yeah, to the funeral. <laughs> yeah, for some reason they won't give Wesley the time off to go to that <laughs> funeral either. Imagine <laughs> yeah. if,
1: but imagine if, like, you died and you were the one person <laughs> where the Enterprise just didn't come to your funeral. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, that is a good point, though. Like, why... what were they
1: doing there? Why were they even there in the first place?
0: They'd gone there so that. She could go to the funeral of her grandmother, like
1: so. Yeah, what the hell? Which,
0: which is like that would not happen if you were in if you were in the Royal Navy and (laughs) and your grand died, but you were on a submarine in. You were a
1: submariner.
0: If you were a submariner in the Arctic Circle near (laughs) off the coast of Greenland, and you had like you had some you were in charge of some nuclear missiles or whatever in that submarine, and just then you got a phone call and it said, nuke. oh, so- sorry, Phil, but your, your grand's dead, soz, then they're, you they're not going to take the entire submarine back to fucking...
1: <laughs> you beat yourself in <coughs> Whitley Bay. Portsmouth
0: or wherever you live. And just climb yeah.
1: out, be like, oh, don't mind me, just bringing my nuke to the funeral, you know, Submariner, <laughs> can't leave my nuke, gotta be with it at all times. <laughs> like, Oh God! It's a
0: good point, Nathan. That I hadn't considered, and now it's made me really angry. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That it's yeah. That and I've got another one for you as well.
1: Hang on, I've got a reason for this. This is because it's series seven. And like we've already established, clearly the actors are just massively phoning it in by this point. At least in this episode, <laughs> the writers are phoning it in. The Enterprise also is phoning it in. I don't know what mission Picard's on. Like, is he on some like five-year mission like Kirk is, or something, or does he just fuck around? Anyway, he's just fucking around. Exactly. So like by series seven, they're like, ah, oh, we've run out of things for you to do. You could just you could just pootle around the galaxy like do doo doo, go for a jolly. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they're at the funeral they're like yeah well i've got anything Maddie, better to do might as well
0: to be, to be honest buddy in season one there's that we did a, a lost episode of this podcast about it but there's that episode where they go to a sex planet just because oh, it's yeah. nice right that, <laughs> that that was like 14 episodes into season one and they'd already run out of ideas for it to do stuff so you know by season seven it's fair enough that they've just gone yeah fuck it there's this planet uh you can go to it because there's someone you likes died um oh, we need Jean a reason Luke to Paul. stay there. I don't know. Um it's a bit it's a bit windy. That'll do. <laughs>
1: That'll do. Oh the, there's we- a sub-station the weather's not that quite. Nice. Yeah, there's like a there's like a small electrical substation somewhere that like has a minor fault. So I guess we'll divert this like, you know, the flagship <laughs> vessel of the of the Federation to go and deal with it. It's like how yeah,
0: it's it's like the equivalent of sending like the the, the biggest dreadnought class ship that the Royal Navy has to, I don't know, to go to the Isle of Man, because the Isle of Man has run out of fucking brown toilet sauce paper. or
1: something. Right? <laughs> <laughs> toilet, toilet paper. Or like in the Avengers, like <laughs> Nick Fury's massive like aircraft carrier that can fly. Just don't, just like, fly that over to, like, the Wirral. <laughs> 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 because See, your nan ran out of question marmalade. I've got, though, about it's, it's... the funeral. <clears throat>
2: yeah. Like, at the end of it, like, they do the ashes, the alien does ashes to ashes, dust ashes to dust. Ashes to
1: ashes, and dust then, to and dust. And then
2: several people say, all men. So yeah. like, is is this like a Christian like alien? No,
0: my my theory is that they're they're just like really cool and they're a bit upset. So they're like, oh she she's died, ashes to ashes, and they're like, oh man, like they're just no, like it's, upset it's, about it.
1: It's obviously they're like, because they're they're good Presbyterians, you fools. Since oh, all of yes, their buildings obviously. are built from like cornerstones from Edinburgh, they brought the Kirk with them, and they're not, you know. <laughs> I have a
0: theory that, because um, you know how they said, like, every cornerstone is from somewhere in Edinburgh or Glasgow or whatever, right? But oh, oh
1: my goodness! Did they specifically, please, please, let them have specifically demolished David Hume Tower? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, knowing my luck, it'll be that every single cornerstone will be from a venue that I played at the the Festival.
1: <laughs> They've demolished the stand. <laughs> in yeah. Edinburgh they're like every single fringe venue yeah, they,
0: <laughs> the people they, they, of
1: Edinburgh what... were like you know what we can't bear the fringe any longer we're going to dismantle these we're going to dismantle <laughs> the Pleasants we're going to dismantle the fucking Underbelly and we're going to ship them to space so like when when we were at the colony we just saw the churchyard we just saw Beverly's house what we didn't see is that if you pan like slightly to the west there's just a giant purple upside down cow that...
0: <laughs> <laughs> my my theory was upside that like down cow, they've tried to make. <laughs> By it. the way,
2: you got well, maybe Maddie, this won't apply to her, but like Jake, yes. I know that I can navigate Edinburgh, but only during the fringe <laughs> because the giant upside-down cow is a massive landmark that doesn't appear <laughs> in Edinburgh the rest of the time. Well, yeah, it's like. Where in the Meadows are you? Oh, I'm near, I'm near the Underbelly. You're right. I know exactly where you are. (laughs) Like, oh no, I'm near the circus tent. Well, yes, I still know where you are. But those (laughs) things disappear, and then it's just a wide open field. Yeah, it's It's really confusing.
0: I went to Edinburgh outside of the fringe this year, and uh, I was I was with my girlfriend who didn't know the area as well, and she was like, "You come, you live here for a month every year." Like, you must know where all these things are. And I was like trying to find places that I went to all the time during The Fringe. I was like. I think it's probably around here, isn't it? It'll be next to the... Uh, oh, that's not there anymore. Um, oh, uh, oh, I know. We can go and get food at that. Oh, no, that, that's only open during the Fringe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, there's quite a lot of cities that I can
2: navigate by, bars and comedy clubs that I've done spots in but no other way. Yeah,
0: I, my my only knowledge of how to get around London is based on whether or not there's a comedy club within five metres of it. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I I think you know. Look, we're going to have to start winding up in a minute for this episode. But uh, I I I would like to point out that, like, I know this episode gets a bad rap, right? It's it's consistently voted like in the top ten worst episodes of Star Trek ever. Um, but I do think it has redeeming qualities. Like, I think. Picard but Beverly, is...
1: Cru- Beverly Crusher's orgasm was so lacklustre. Like, if she'd really gotten into it, then, like, we could have been like, yeehaw, this episode's hilarious. But because it's just meh, it's yeah. just like Well,
0: here's a question then. Who would you rather see Beverly Crusher like, get off with in an episode If it, other than a, a ghost of but her off... own grandma? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Would I rather see Beverly Crusher have sex with a human person or just with a a, a <laughs> non corporeal cloud?
0: Yeah, that's my point. It's more exciting to watch someone have sex with a cloud. No, it's not. It? It's more. It's more interesting. At least it's like, oh, how did you do it? You know <laughs> what, what's going on here? What? How does the? How does a cloud? Does a cloud get hard? Right. How, <laughs> How can a cloud get hard? That's it's not possible. Is it? That's why all of the particles
1: disappear because they've got to coagulate really densely inside her vaginal canal. That's like, they weren't just like. Going... <laughs> <laughs> they weren't seeping into her pores, which is what it initially looks like on screen. They're just whisking down underneath her nighty.
0: Yeah. Okay. Right. Fair enough. Okay.
1: It's like the hand of Jesus. You know, if you seen? <laughs> You know like in that that like <laughs> clip, famous clip from that old preacher guy. You know those American like evangelical preachers who are like the like the lord will fill you like and he goes around and he's like bam 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 come through him jesus come to, come into the fill him with your spirit and then and then they're like oh yeah i feel jesus and this girl like just full on starts like orgasming on stage and he's like bam 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 and, and, and she's like, ah, ah, and he's like, what do you feel? Do you feel Jesus? And she's like, I feel a hand.
0: <laughs> what? Yeah. Are you suggesting that when Jesus comes to visit people and when they have a, a religious experience, it's actually the spirit of, it's the Holy Spirit fingering somebody on stage. Is that I mean, what you're suggesting?
1: I mean, I, there 100% is a lot of analysis out there about how particularly in the olden days when sex was an incredibly taboo topic for unmarried women, um, that, that like, nuns and other sort of virginal women or, like, women who'd pledged to have, like, chaste lives, who who had, like, religious ecstatic experiences, those, like, 100% were actually just sex dreams and, like, sexual, massive sexual experiences that they then... Interpreted as being <laughs> as being like filled with the passion of our Lord Jesus Christ, like well, that there, totally there is a thing. It.
0: There you have it, listeners. That's uh, Maddie Churchhouse officially saying that she thinks uh, Jesus is a uh, <laughs> a ghost rapist. <laughs> that's,
1: um, not, that's so not what I said. Well, you know, it is what you said. sounded God. like what
0: that sounds like what you said, Maddie. It sounds like you're saying that look, Jesus look, is a ghost rapist. I
1: I have
0: I am an ordained <laughs> reverend. You're Um, an ordained reverend. What? (laughs) Oh, yeah, no. We we, we (laughs) learned so much stuff about you out of the blue on this podcast, Nathan. You just come out and be like, I am
2: a a reverend of the Universal Life Church. (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? I am 100% serious. I've got ordained. The certificate's probably somewhere. Of course you you are.
0: Oh, my God. Right, so Um, what does that mean? Some people think that. um, Can you marry me?
2: No, because that requires a uh, marriage license. Unless that was a proposal, in which case, no. But, um... Uh, no, no. Some people say that we're not a serious church, because you could become ordained online uh, (laughs) and uh, for free. But I think, uh, uh, the uh, the Reverend o- Conan O'Brien, Reverend uh, McKellen, and, and Reverend Cumberbatcher Takai would all argue with that. <laughs> uh,
0: hang, <what? laughs> hang on, what George Takai is as a Reverend in this church?
2: Yeah, according to Universal uh, Life Church Ministers dot
0: org, amazing. Uh,
2: they are they are one of the uh, people. But yeah, can, no. Can I'm you, a, like? I'm a, I'm a, a Reverend. I'm allowed to do purely spiritual <laughs> services.
0: Nathan, at the next uh, at the next like general synod of your church, can you <laughs> have a word with George Takai and get him to come on the podcast?
2: Well, I would love to, but that's not really how we work because the, the <laughs> idea of the Universal Life Church is that all doctrines are, are valid so long as they come from the Bible, which is why anyone's allowed to preach.
0: Oh, uh, right, okay. can our
1: next Redshirt episode be a a church service that's like led by Nathan? <laughs> and we can like sing hymns and Yeah. And like read Psalms and things.
2: I've also bought uh, a friend a lordship once just. That's uh, amazing.
0: Yeah, I've done that as well. I've 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 bought somebody uh, a piece of I've bought someone a piece of the moon.
1: So oh they're, brilliant.
0: They're technically, technically own part of the moon. Oh my god. Right.
2: For for the red shirts Christmas special we all have to have done a stupid present for like Like, I'll get Jake something dumb, Jake can get Maddie something dumb, Maddie can get me something, but it's got to be like a title or a plot plan (laughs) or or a star named after you.
0: Absolutely happy to do that. That is, uh, (laughs) that's going to happen for our Christmas special. Um, We should wrap up this episode probably, but uh, before we do, we need to ask the important question, which, I mean, this is the first time where I've genuinely not been sure of the answer of this. Who is most likely to have sucked their own cock? Because I don't know if it's possible for, <laughs> for a purposes. cloud to suck its own cock.
2: I think Ned Quinn's definitely trying. That. Oh, that's a good one shout. Thing want to, one thing I want to point out about Ned Quinn, or rather the observational abilities of two Starfleet officers, <laughs> is that, like, Jordi Do- and Data are exactly <laughs> in this battle, being like, there's some kind of problem, and then Ned Quinn is underneath them, interfering with it all. Yeah. It's like, oh. Maybe that's the issue. As the like, and the shot's not them walking in. They have clearly been there a
0: period of time. Yeah, it implies he's like crawled in on all fours somehow, and just <laughs> yeah. they've just not mentioned, they've just not noticed it.
1: Oh, are they in the substation? Because I thought they were just on board the Enterprise, and I was like, how did Ned get on the Enterprise? Yeah, they
0: just like they just turn around and Ned's he's there, just there like,
1: under the table, scurrying away. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah i'm I'm happy to say that it's ned quinn who's tried to suck his own cock in this episode
1: i think that it's, grandma's a bit dodgy i think
0: yeah she's i reckon, tried something yeah. a bit weird yeah i mean when she wakes up and electrocutes two people
1: it's all very hereditary isn't it <laughs> it's is, yeah it's you know, quite like hereditary the- <laughs> yeah <laughs> like oh my grandma has these secrets the film
0: hereditary not we're not. Yeah. Although to be fair, everything also, in this film is about is hereditary. hereditary. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that, well, I think that's everything for, for the episode where Beth Crusher. This is goes. that's what it is.
1: This is the shit Mills and Boone hereditary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Excellent. Well, that I think that's about enough for this episode. Thank you for listening. And um, I don't know what we're going to do next week. Have we got any ideas for for what
1: episode Ooh. we're doing next week, guys? It could be a surprise. Uh, No, I
2: don't know. Um, We could do the, uh, like, we could watch, it'd mean a lot of watching, but we could watch some Lower Decks. Like, they're quite short, so we'd have to do more than one episode. Yeah, I I think think we we... need
1: to watch some Enterprise, because we've been abandoning
0: Enterprise. I think, okay, well, next week we will look at an episode of Enterprise, and then after that we've got some exciting plans to look at Lower Decks and Season 3 of uh, Star Trek yeah, Discovery. We, we
2: thought we might we might do like a big episode where we like talk about all the new Star Trek that's come out.
0: Yes,
1: recently excellent. So, so recently. we're
0: looking forward to that. But uh, but keep keep following us on social media uh, at RedShirtsCast on Twitter and Instagram for all of the updates about what the next episodes are going to be and how you can get involved. Um, thank you again to Ben Cavanaugh who does the music for the podcast. Um, and also check us out uh, on. Uh, other podcasts that we've been involved in. All three of us have now been on the brilliant Social Distance Warriors podcast, um, which I believe is still available on YouTube if you want to look for it. Uh, So that would be uh, excellent if you gave them a follow as well. Give us a five-star review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, And with uh, that, I think all that left to say is live long and prosper and goodbye.
1: Bye!
0: Bye!